Welcome to the Philippe Matthews Show at thepmshow.tv. Named the Oprah of the Internet by Mark Victor Hansen, Philippe Matthews doesn't ask questions that are different. He simply asks questions that make a difference. The Philippe Matthews Show features entertainers, bestsellers, authors, thought leaders, change agents, and world-class experts in the field of personal, spiritual, and professional development. An internet marketing entrepreneur, Philippe is a creator of the How Movement, dedicated to teaching people how to move from the mindset of hope to the process of how. If you are ready to take your life to the next level, move from the mindset of why to the mindset of why not. Tune in right now to this latest edition of the Philippe Matthews Show and watch your life grow. Fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have a very, very special guest on the Philippe Matthews Show today. We have Kazan Hemsushia. As you all well know, I am a, a lover of fine cigars, fine scotch, fine wines, and one of the finest cigars uh, literally on the planet uh, goes by the name of Gurkha. And we are talking to the president, the creator, and the uh, genius uh, behind uh, one of the world's greatest and largest brands of cigar. Thank you for being with me today, Kazad. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for letting me uh, come on your show. Oh, absolutely. Listen, I uh, have to give you a congratulations on producing a special box. I believe it was the Grand Reserve for the Navy SEALs Team 6. Uh, correct. Actually, it was. it's called the Spec Ops, and... Uh, Basically, this is this was created for SEAL teams, and I'm very close to the military, and they've always done so much service for us. Well, they are always on tour in Afghanistan and in Iraq, etc., so I wanted to create a humidification box so they can travel anywhere they go around the world, and it fits into their military profile. So we designed a box which looks something similar to like a Pelican case, Mm-hmm. Uh, like a gun case, uh, not necessarily a Pelican case, but like a gun case, where it has a humidification device, and we made a, a special knife, uh, which I also had designed, which is made out of D2 steel, close to being like titanium. Wow. Very light, very light and very uh, very aggressive. Um, it also comes with a challenge coin, a collector's edition challenge coin, and each and every uh, cigar there was completely flavored towards the SEAL teams and uh, we had given them a bunch of cigars for them to try and they loved that blend and this is the blend that they had so for close to uh, three to four years uh, these are the cigars that that became their victory cigars every time they went on a mission and uh, they were smoking the cigars I mean every time they completed the mission when successful you know they would smoke a Gurkha and uh and basically, we used that same blend and added uh, basically another kind of a wrapper on it to make it <laughs> more unique uh, for them. And uh, it, it went fantastic. I, I, yeah, I, I, absolutely. I, I commend you uh, for for taking care of our military in that way. That's absolutely awesome. Thank you for that. Oh, my uh, you were born in India and raised in Hong Kong and London, is that correct? That is correct. Uh, what was that like as a child, being you know, born in India? What, what, how old were you when you went to either Hong Kong or London? There was a two totally different cultures. Yeah, well, actually, you know what? It's really funny because most of the Indians and the Chinese 
you know, most of the Indians had migrated to Hong Kong to do business a long time ago. And actually, Hong Kong was founded by Indians. The first okay. family in, in Hong Kong, which was basically a rock, was, were Indians. And then the Chinese, they brought in Chinese laborers from China. And, uh, and if you go to Hong Kong, most of the roads you will see are basically named after, you know, Persian families that had come over there. And, how cool uh, is that? So how old were you when you went to Hong Kong? When, when you uh, I, was, I was about, uh, I was actually in boarding school in a, in a monastery. Well, my parents lived in, uh, in, in Hong Kong. Uh, but I think I was about six to eight years old. Okay. And then you, uh, when did you go over to London? Uh, when I was about eight, right after I was like eight, eight and a half, and then I moved to London, lived there till I was about 13, and then migrated to the United States. My family was in the watch industry, and mm -hmm. uh, we had watch factories in Asia, and basically also we were doing a lot of watch business throughout the world. So, When did you come to America? 1980. 1980, wow. Right. So what was that like, coming to the American coast? Oh, my God. It was amazing. It was <laughs> great. What part of America did you come to? I first came into California. I was there for about four months, and uh, then we had a lot of friends. Our family had a lot of friends in Miami, and we moved and migrated to Miami. Okay, all right. And I believe that's when um, uh, you, uh, I think you went on a trip back to uh, Goa, uh, right. India. And uh, tell us about that story. What happened when you went back to Goa? I think it was like 88, 89, somewhere in that area. Correct. Well, you know, uh, I'd gone back. I was in my family's business, and at that time we were we were usually giving corporate gifts to most of our, you know, high-end customers, our high-end clients. The year before, we had given some wine, and I had no pedigree in the cigar industry. Mm -hmm. But basically what happened was I'd met some gentlemen from Goa, India, a Portuguese gentlemen, and they used to make cigars, and uh, over two bottles of uh, really bad rum, <laughs> I, bought every, I bought all the cigars, and uh, I basically, you know, picked up the the name. So it was a dead name. It was completely a dead name. Nobody knew it. But yeah, and I brought the well, cigar. military name, is it not from South Asia? So. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Gurkha was a regimental cigar for the British Army, and uh, the the Gurkhas are the most fiercest uh, infantry troops in the world and jungle warfare troops. They won more. Uh, Medal of Honor, I mean, basically the Victoria Crosses, than any other individual in World War II, anyone in World War One. Wow. So they are, they were in Falklands, they were everywhere. And, uh, they, you know, they're brought up as soldiers. I mean, that's their whole life. So, so that's, well, why you see a lot of, that's why you see a lot of Asian and military theme in my cigars. So. Mm-hmm. I, I have noticed that, and I think that's awesome. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in terms of your branding and your creativity and how you come up with that. Uh, when did you first introduce Gurkha to the public? When, I think it was like the Grand Reserve was the first? Correct. The Grand Reserve was actually the first cigar that we had introduced in 1990, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, 19, and, yeah, end of 1990, beginning of 91. Okay. And, uh, the Grand Reserve was really our first flagship brand cigar with the melted wax and the cognac-infused cigar, and uh, it was very interesting because at that time there was there was no cigar boom, nothing. And I'd go to the stores and I said, "Listen, you know, I have a beautiful cigar here. I'd like to sell to you." And they go, "Well, how much is it?" It's like twelve to fourteen dollars. And they thought I was bloody cuckoos. <laughs> Are you crazy? Are you mad? A twelve-dollar cigar, a fourteen-dollar cigar? I go, sure. He goes, no, no way. I mean, look at the price on Davidoff. You know, Davidoff is like nine bucks in those days. 
Right, and right. Then he goes, "You're going to be higher than Davidoff, and you don't, you know, you don't have a name for your company." And I said, "All right, so look, just try it, see what it, how it goes through, and if it doesn't sell, I'll pick the merchandise back up." Three months later, every single store that we supplied to, you know, wanted more and more. Wow. But most of our marketing was not geared. We were basically in about 50 to 100 stores in the U.S. in those days. But most of my cigars were usually sold in duty-free. So, you know, okay. we had very good connections in duty-free, and that's, you know, who we were selling to in those days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Amazing. Well, you know, what's, what's fascinating is how did, you know, how did you decide that Gurkha was going to be the best cigar in the world? I mean, that's, that, uh, as we say, uh, uh, back east is that takes cojones. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know, it was really, it was really interesting, and I, and I'll tell you what happened. Actually, when I started going to the cigar shops, you know, I looked at everything. Most of the stores were selling candy. There was really hardly any pure tobacconist, what I call pure tobacconist, because in those days, cigar boom was not there. You know, people did not know much about cigars, but everything you saw was the same bullshit. You know, they had the mm-hmm. paper boxes. Mm-hmm. Everybody had the paper boxes or very few wood boxes. And I go, you know what? If a person like my, you know, like my friends who are not smokers, not the Korean War veterans, you know, who come <laughs> in and want just a cigar in their mouth, but they want to smoke something really nice after dinner, and they don't mind spending a little extra money. You know, but the packaging is so important because the first thing you will see a product is with your eyes. Mm-hmm. And you smell, and then you you know you taste, mm-hmm. and and people forget that. So when I used to start talking to the other manufacturers, I go, why don't you do it? You know, why don't you do something different? They go, no, no, no. This is the way it was, and this is the way it was in Cuba. And you know, I am a third generation tobacconist and uh, tobacco grower and manufacturer, and my father would have a heart attack if I did anything different. And I said, well, you know what? <laughs> I don't have a pedigree in this business, and I'm going to make. And I'm not here to compete with general cigars, and I wasn't here to compete with consolidated cigars in those days, uh, and, you know, Tobacco La España. But my goal in those days was just to create boutique-branded cigars. I did not want to be Fiat. I wanted to be Ferrari. Mm-hmm. My cigar was not for a blue-collar. It was not, you know, it was not geared towards a blue-collar worker. It was geared towards a blue blood. It was for somebody who can actually say, you know what, I don't mind having an expensive cigar once in a while. And this is exactly what we came up with. And that was, we started, you know, going and buying the top 1% of tobacco. We started buying mm-hmm. the most expensive wood. We started just really, we didn't care about the price. I go, forget about the price. Just make the, the best packaging, get me the best tobacco, get me the most expensive of everything, and then we'll worry about the price later. So tell me about you know how did you how do you how did you come up with your you know the logo the, the the tobacco the rolling the boxing all of that takes a great deal of creativity um, a lot of sleepless nights <laughs> and, I will, and, I will, and a lot of cigars <laughs> exactly and uh, and you know, like my friends will all tell you I'm an insomniac by by nature so you know my wife thinks I was having an affair. <laughs> You <laughs> were exactly it was my computer. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, it was very interesting, you know, creating like right now we are creating things which is going to be coming out two years from now, three years from now. Mm-hmm. You know, so already it has started. The process has started, and I never stopped trying to better myself in manufacturing. How can I top it off next year? What can we do better next year? What can we? You know, I'm my biggest critique. Mm-hmm. I know that. That is what drives us. And we are so small as a company, 
but we're so effective. You know, we basically are like the special forces. You know, if a big company needs to make certain things, they have to take authorizations from ten, you know, different departments, and they got to get the okay. Then they do market research and everything else. Mm-hmm. Not for us. I mean, we we if we like something, in a matter of three weeks, we will take it out. Four weeks, we will mm-hmm. take it out, and we'll approve it. And off it goes. We will find one of our blends which are already there. Okay, this blend is created for this cigar. It will be perfect. Here you go. Okay, and, what? And that's what would happen. Well, you, you know, obviously everyone knows that you are the creator of, of the most expensive cigar in the world. Uh, what is it? The Majesty uh, Reserve. The Majesty's Reserve, right. Yeah, and uh, $750, $15,000 box. Uh, and not only that, uh, is it true, I believe it is, that you also created a special blend for the Prince of Saudi Arabia? Uh, yes. <laughs> Uh, we, Who gets we do to do that? I want to live your life. Who gets to do that? That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, we. That, it's it's really good because the people I meet is fantastic. You know, we meet everybody from uh, the celebrities, the actors, but we also meet you know some really <laughs> interesting characters. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. You got to tell me how did you get the Princess Saudi <laughs> Arabia? How did that happen? That's incredible. Yeah, actually, are, most of these people, I mean, as I said, they, a lot of these people like the finer things in life, and we are geared towards that. You know, some of our boxes are even in jewelry stores. Yeah. And yes. and that's the most interesting thing. They go, you know, if you want the finest you know, cigar in the world, it's Gurkha. That's it. There's nothing higher than that. Right. And uh, so, and, and people, once they try our cigars, I mean, we have prices. Don't misunderstand me. We have, we have, we have a price point for everyone. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've done. We are not geared towards one flavor. If somebody comes in and they say, "Listen, you know, I would like my my price range is about seven dollars." I mean, that's that's the cigars that I like to smoke at. That's what I can afford. You know, we have some amazing cigars at those prices, and mm-hmm. uh, it's fantastic. I mean, they really love it. Well, I know you have, um, uh, I think, the Viper. And which I uh, enjoyed, uh, and uh, the Ninja, those are uh, a pretty good price points. I prefer uh, the uh, Status uh, is one of my absolute favorites. My, that's my my staple. And the Beauty, the Status is a one of the most uh, wonderful cigars <laughs> we've ever created. And you know, we were the first to once again come out with a frosted tube with um, the anodized metal cap. You know, people oh said, well, you know, you can't change a tube. You know, a tube is a tube. And I said, no, we can't. It took me about three years to design it, but it was done. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. What inspires you, because uh, when you, you know, to, to wake up and say, okay, uh, uh, you know, this this quarter or this year we're going to come out with this or the next three years, where does your inspiration come from? You know, it's really interesting. I keep my mind open for everything. If I see a beautiful car and I see a Bentley or I see the new Austin Martin, I go, wow, that is stunning. Look at that car. Look at the curves, you know. And then I start thinking, what can I do with that and incorporate that in one of my products? Mm. So, And then my wife thinks I'm absolutely nuts and my friends think I'm crazy. And I said, you know, look at the sleek lines. You know, look at the way it, it moves. And... Uh, like if you've seen the G5 Avenger box, I mean that box looks like something out of Star Wars. Yeah, it's so aggressive. Absolutely incredible. You know, the most, the hardest box we ever created was the Beauty and the Beast. You know, the mm-hmm. Beast, the Beast was, you know, it's a pure lacquered box which has, it's got close to 20, uh, 28 or 38 lacquer coatings on that box. It's wow. all black. So even if you have one little bubble on it. Uh, or an air bubble, you know, the, the the box is destroyed. And it's it's like a square cube, but it is 
beautiful. I mean, it's a piece of art by itself. It really is. It really is. Yeah, I I, I had a beast, and uh, I had to make a point to make sure that I had uh, serious food on my stomach. Because that <laughs> is a strong-ass cigar, man. It took me on my ass. I'm not going to lie. I loved it, though. It was great. But I have my I have my uh, beauty and uh, my stat as, as my staple. What do you smoke? Uh, I know you smoke a, a variety of, 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 of different uh, cigars. Do you do you go in like uh, different stages where you know sometimes you like one, you know, you know the other? The mo- actually, the most imp- the most interesting thing is I smoke. You know, at different times of the day, I really like to smoke different cigars. Like I will I would love to smoke a Beast or a Genghis Khan. Uh, basically, right after. Um, you know, a, a nice meal. You know, like maybe a steak or mm-hmm. or something like that, or a pepper. You know, like. But in the daytime, I like a mild to medium cigar. I actually, like the milder cigars, to be honest with you, more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Shaggy Natural is fantastic. The Shaggy, oh, you know, yeah. those are my staple yeah. cigars that I always have. You know, which I go to and the Anniversario 1887s. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, talk to me about. Um, I know we, t- we we talked about the a little bit about the Viper and the Ninja, which are. Uh, uh, some new cigars that you have coming out, but uh, they did so well, I guess, that you decided uh, to uh, come out with uh, one called Seduction and another one called the Royal Challenge. Is that correct? That is correct. Uh, The Seduction, I mean, when you see the packaging on that cigar, it is so simple, but it's beautiful, and it it seduces. I mean, the, the flavor is, it's like eating chocolate. You know, it's one of the most complex cigars that we have ever created. And my mouth is watering because my <laughs> mouth is watering. <laughs> and, and the Royal Challenge, actually the Royal Challenge, this was very interesting because, you know, I don't know if you know this, but our new CEO, his name is Mr. Gary Himes, uh, who joined us, who was a president of uh, CAO, and actually mm. the CEO of, uh, of CAO, and okay. he came from uh, Scandinavian Tobacco. You know, he created the blend for the Royal Challenge, and that is a very strong, you know, unique flavor. It's actually I got to give him the compliments. People have gone crazy with that cigar too. And uh, don't don't forget, uh, you definitely will be getting some cigars to try and uh, enjoy those. I cannot wait. Well, let me tell you this: uh, you have uh, changed literally the cigar game. You made cigars. Uh, what's the song says? Bringing sexy back. You brought sexy back in cigars and. Uh, you know, remember back in the day when you would see the Brat Pack, you'd see Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, and all those all those guys smoke cigars. Sure, absolutely. And right. it was it was very sexy, it was very glamorous, and then something happened where we just lost that. And you know, I think also it's important to let people know that this is the finest of uh, tobacco leaves. This is not cigarettes. There's no additives, no preservatives. This is a pure pure product and a pure enjoyment. You're right. You know, there's a very famous picture of um, of Winston Churchill and uh, Roosevelt sitting down, and they both have cigars in their hands, and they're talking. And I would love to see some of these pleasure police, as I would call them, and uh, just going. And can you imagine going to them and say, "Sir, you cannot smoke here. Can you please leave our restaurant? Can you leave our? <laughs> can you can you leave our room?" Yeah, but I would right. Love, you know, and if, you know, if you Google. Uh, you know, Gurkha cigars and put SEAL Team 6 after they killed uh, our favorite terrorist, 
and uh, the seals, you know, they basically uh, celebrated with smoking yeah. haircuts. Yeah. And I would love to see a senator tell them, you know what, guys, thank you for uh, risking your life and going after the most dangerous man in the world. But no, sorry, you can't smoke. Get out. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you can't think, have a victory yeah, figure. I, I, would, I would love to see somebody tell them that, you know. <laughs> you know it would be amazing. <laughs> well, that would mean Osama bin Laden wouldn't be the only one that went down. That's what would happen. Mm. <laughs> well, you heard about the new uh, drink, right? Uh, Osama bin Laden drink. No. Two shots and a splash of water. <laughs> <laughs> That's sick, man. That is absolutely sick. <laughs> All right, last question of the show. Uh, you also have, and where can we get it, Gurkha uh, coffee, because I'm a coffee snob and a coffee nut. You know what? We made a limited amount of coffee, which came from Italy and Venezuela and uh, the beans, but it was. we are completely out of it right now, but we will be making some more in about five months. So no okay. sooner we'll, Bruce, we'll, we'll get some more going, I'll definitely send you out some more. Fantastic. Fantastic. Kazan, thank you so much for being with me today. You are absolutely incredible. Best of luck uh, and blessings with everything Gurkha. Thank you so much, my friend. And uh, whatever you need, don't hesitate to call and go on our website if you guys need any more information on any of your products. Absolutely. That website is Gurkha.com? GurkhaCigars.com. GurkhaCigars.com. For the record, that's G-H-U-R-K-A Cigar, C-I-G-A-R-S.com. GurkhaCigars.com. Go there. There's something for everyone. It is one of the best and finest products um, that you'll ever have. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir.